Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. And if you hang out with God, you've got the joy to run. You've got the joy to run that race. See, that joy and hope and faith are kind of all married. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I, I never, I, I never stop imagineering. You can ask her. I wake up in the morning at three and I imagineer for an hour, hour and a half. I pray and I imagineer. I see myself doing things. I see you doing things. I see what God wants to do. You have to hang out with God to see what he wants to do. Moses hung out and got so mad when he come down, he threw the Ten Commandments down because what he saw up here wasn't close to what he saw down here. The connection made him crazy. Because the people rose up to play and they were doing what they wanted to do. And they're still gone 40 days and they make golden casts and they're all naked. They're having an orgy. He's only gone 40 days and they're naked worshiping a golden cow. And he's got glory on his face where nobody can look at him. He's been in the presence of God and he comes down and sees that. But Moses stayed and worked with them people. He worked with those people. But he saw something else. Remember, he got up to see the burning bush too. Moses would go look. Some people won't even go look. I don't know how is God, I mean, somebody got to get up and go look and say, I wonder why that bush is burning. I mean, you've got to be curious about something enough to get up off your rear end and go see what it is. You, don't, you know, isn't it amazing? He wasn't, he wasn't smart. He just wanted to find out something. Nothing's better when you're talking to somebody that wants to know something. I can tell you as a minister... Every gift I got will function for somebody that wants to know. Every time, whether I like it or not. Every word of knowledge, every word of wisdom, everything I got gets activated if somebody pulls on it. But their perception of me decides whether it's going to get activated or not. And when they don't activate it, I got to pry their mouth open and force feed them to change. But guess what? I quit that a few years back because it didn't do anything. 
Jesus didn't do it, I can't do it. He could do no mighty works there because of their unbelief. If Jesus can't do it, why would I, who am I to think I could? Did you notice that the people who wanted something for Jesus had joy? They had joy. They had anticipation. They were happy. They were, they believed in it. They had joy and it activated the gifts. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. First Timothy chapter five, verse six. We are bucking totally up against a generation of entitlement. And God doesn't respond to that. So do I have to borrow a gabillion dollars from the whole world so they can meet the, the wants of people who want it before they put out? You know it just goes against Scripture, right? Flat out goes against Scripture, and that is, that is they're trying to make that the predominant theme. If God can do no works where nobody believes, could you imagine how that's going to end up? No expectation, just you owe it to me. Do you guys listen to all them people that have them dreams and uh, Warren Shane, pastor somewhere, has a, had a dream and they were, they were riding and they were holding up signs, I want my entitlements. Riots and they're, these guys are these prophetic people are dreaming about riots and all kind of people throwing fits, burning places down, saying, "I want my entitlements." You'd think the name would tell them they shouldn't get it. You're not entitled to anything. Nothing. Jesus gave you your salvation as a gift. But you didn't deserve it. You repented and you got it. But you didn't do anything good enough to deserve that. We all deserve to be punished. The principle of entitlement is bad. And I'm not talking politics. I'm talking scripture, buddy. I ain't, we don't need no politicians to define this. It goes against scripture. And the, do you, I have a question and I'll get off of it. How many times have you seen parents just give and their kids are 38 and they're still being taken care of by the parents because they kept giving and giving and giving and the kids never learned to work it out? They move back in with their kids in the house. You're 75 and you've got to put up a little Johnny who's four. Not that you don't love Johnny, but Johnny's, Johnny got 10 times the energy you've got. And there's a reason. God is looking for people that he can put responsibility on because they matured. He's not looking for people that can't, don't want or can't do nothing and he's got to take care of them too when they should be off the milk and onto the meat and be producers. God expects people to produce he cursed a fig tree because it didn't produce. 
He took stuff from the people who didn't do nothing and gave it to people who did something. That's why a lot of people you don't think should have things have a lot of things because they have a lot of responsibility and God gives it to them because they'll do something with it. If you only pick what you're going to do, you'll pick what you want. God wants to give you what He wants done. Thank you, Lord. Where was I? 1 Timothy 5, 6? You mind putting that up there, please? But she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. If you're just living for pleasure, you're dead inside. You're, if you're living for purpose, you're alive inside. Pleasure is all carnal, sensual. Now, I believe you can have pleasures, but if that's all you live for is the next pleasure. I'll, I mean, I'm, I mean, I know you guys know this and gals know this. We're old enough in here. A lot of people just want to mate so they can have sex, and have, but they don't want the kids, so they kill them. A lot of people want to have sex because they want pleasure, but they don't want to be married and have to take care of nobody. We have got pleasure so far out front and we left responsibility so far back now, we don't even think they're connected. I don't want to get into that tonight, but you know, you think how, how, how you got to feel about life to kill every time, well, a kid every time you get pregnant. I mean, what has your brain got to tell you to do that? How selfish do you got to be to say, I don't care about nobody. I have enough to kill so I can do what I want to do again. That's a scary thought. I wouldn't want them to have to decide on my life. Be scary, wouldn't it? How'd you like that person to take care of you when you're 75 or 80? They want your inheritance and they don't care if you die. They're just looking at what you're going to leave them because that kind of all runs in the same vein whether anybody knows it or not. Murder is murder. The misperception is God's a killjoy. The gospel is not loss, it is gain. I remember we were laying in bed praying and the Lord gave her a word in the middle of the night. He said, people think the gospel is loss. It's not, it's gain. People think that Serving Jesus is loss, and it's not, it's gain. Paul considered his life dung, and we all know what that is in Philippians. He said it's dung. He was a lawyer, graduate, had degrees, a Pharisee, a Roman citizen. He had all the positions, and he says it's all dung, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, which we can't put that in any sermons, the fellowship of his sufferings. But we don't, we don't plan on suffering. Well, I don't plan on it, but you know it's a possibility. Let's have a suffering meeting and see who comes to play. <laughs> Better don't fill up on that one. There'll all be a big line outside. We're going to learn about suffering tonight. <laughs> It's like the cross. I say this all the time. 
Jesus said you've got to take up the cross every day. You think it would be one of the most prominent teachings in the church because you've got to do it every day. Something you've got to do every day, you should really know how to do. All the cross is meant to do is to kill the old guy with the fallen nature. It's not going to take from you. It's going to add to you. It kills the guy who's cursed. He needs to be dead. You want the new guy to be the living guy because that's the guy that gets blessed. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.